morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing good? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing the joy of the Lord, hymn 610, hymn 610, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord. Amen. As our opening hymn. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Father, I thank you uh, once again just for the, the privilege to come to your house. And I know some people don't have that uh, privilege or some people in, in other parts of the country uh, worship in their house, their own homes. But I pray today that we would just hear from your word and what you have uh, for, for us to hear and what you have to say. Uh, but just bless the remaining of this worship service and I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue in praise, uh, we would love you to join us with uh, hymn 579, hymn 579. If you have the joy of the Lord, then you have no problem carrying the banner of the cross. Hymn 579, the banner of the cross. Hymn 579. Hymn 579, sing along.
you may be seated.
were just talking about that. You know, the victor always is positive and says good things. You know, I'm doing great and all that. Listen, that ought to be the child of God today. Amen. Amen. We have already won. And we won it because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can sing, it is finished. So today, we need to decide to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hymn number 470. As you stand and Brother Shelton comes. Let's sing hymn 470. I've decided to follow Jesus. Amen. Hymn 470. Decided to follow Jesus. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We are very glad that you're here. We want to welcome all of our visitors that are with us this morning. If you are a first-time visitor and you did not receive a visitor card, our ushers are going to come right now. If you'll slip up your hand, they'll give you a visitor card. And it's important for this reason. I'm going to ask that you fill it out. Then we, we have a record of your visit with us. Then after the service, over in the foyer, there's a desk out there. Behind that desk, it says, Welcome. And I'll be behind that desk. Look, look for the old guy with the white beard. Not quite Santa Claus yet, but I'm really working on it. And, uh, and um, meet me over there and exchange your gift, your card, your visitor card, for a gift bag. We want to give you a gift for being here this morning. There are a lot of churches out there, but you chose to be with us this morning. Yeah. And we're right. thrilled and honored to have you as our guest. And we want to thank you for that. So welcome this morning to Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. You're glad you're here. Say amen. amen. I'm glad it is finished, aren't you? Amen. Thank good. God for that. I'm man, the choir, you did an excellent job. I appreciate uh, the effort and the work you do. Please be back at 1 o'clock. If you'd, if you'd like to sing, come. There's still a few empty chairs, and if there's not any chairs, we got some extra ones in the back. Amen. Uh, and they've got your name on it. 
So we meet at 1 o'clock, so please you come. I want to take just a moment to recognize the Doty family. Appreciate them being here today. Uh, church planters with Antioch Baptist Church Planters. And uh, man, any time you see church planters, I thank God for them. Uh, that's not only a gift, but it's hard work. And I want you to be sure and you pray for them. They're visiting with us today. And uh, uh, please, Brother Doty, why don't you and your family go ahead and stand real quick. And uh, they come visiting with us today. Amen. Brother Doty's the one on this end, okay? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And then it's good to see Miss Rachel back with her kids today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, and Brother Sheldon, too. I, I mean, uh, but it is good to see them back today. It's always good that when you... When the folks come back, Brother Sheldon, if you don't know him, he, he was with us for a long time. Amen. Long time. Miss Rachel was here five years, but Brother Sheldon, he was with us a long time, you know. <laughs> no, but they were with us about five years, wasn't it, Brother Sheldon? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad that they're back. Please, I want you to make sure that you let them know that you were glad they were here did a great job while they were here, and I'm thankful, Brother Sheldon and Miss Rachel, they're in Marysville, Kansas now, uh, pastoring, and uh, what's the name of the church again, Brother Sheldon? Victory Baptist. Victory Baptist. Amen. Amen. I thought he was going to make a snide remark and say something like, First United, you know, kind of thing, but <laughs> he didn't do that, and I'm, I'm thankful, but uh, let them know again that you're glad that they were here as well, along with all of our other guests. Thank you so much for being here today. And trust that you'll go away saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. I've already enjoyed being here already this morning. Amen. I'm Amen. thankful for that. Amen. But now we've come to the place where we have an opportunity to worship today. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, wanna, I want you to be a part of this worship. This is part of our offering today. And, and I want to encourage you, please, you give uh, as unto the Lord this morning. And may the Lord bless you today as you give. Dear Father, we're thankful for the day. Thank you, Lord, for our guests that are here this morning. Uh, God, I'm, but I'm thankful, Lord, that you said where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst. Lord, we need you today, Lord. And God, I don't want to go through the motions today, but I want to know that you're here today. And Lord, so I pray and ask that you manifest yourself in the sweet presence of the Spirit of God, Lord. And uh, Lord, that your, your hand will be upon us. Lord, we pray, God, also that you'll bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, and that be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. this time if you're able to rise we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 587 hymn 587 hymn 587 
at Calvary, at Calvary. We'll do the first and last verses at Calvary. Sing along. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Carry not my Lord was crucified. time children fifth grade and under children fifth grade and under you're dismissed for junior church children fifth grade and under you're now dismissed to junior church miss malore in the back as the rest of us we can sing last verse last verse here we go oh the love that drew salvation's plan oh the grace that brought it down to man oh the mighty God that God did spend at Calvary, we know that Jesus loves, loves us. Amen. He loves me. He loves me. Hymn 632. Hymn 632. We'll do the first and last verses of hymn 632. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I
6, Ephesians chapter 6, if you'll find your place, if you'd please stand if you're able, and in honor of reading the Word of God this morning, I want to begin in verse 10 again, and, and uh, we're going to read down through verse 17, all right? Ephesians chapter 6, beginning of verse 10, read down through verse 17, found your place, say amen. amen. All right, and I want you to read it with me, okay? That means out loud, together, all right? Y'all, y'all, y'all with me, say amen. amen. All right. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Father, I pray, God, today that you'd help us to understand, God, these past several weeks we've been talking about the whole armor of God and help us to understand the importance of it and why we should take it unto ourselves, Lord, but also help us to know how to use it, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd bless the reading of your word. Help me this morning as I preach the message that you've laid upon my heart. God, I pray that it'll not be me that speaks, but you through me. And God will give you praise. Speak to our hearts, and may we allow you to speak to us. And when the invitation is given, help us, Lord, to respond according to your perfect will for our life. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As I've already said, we've been talking about the armor of God and We've discussed the reasons why the Bible tells us to take it under ourselves and we've talked about what each piece of the armor does for us and, and those that we have already discussed, we've talked about how that we should use them and, uh, and, and we as Christians need to know about the armor of God and we need to know how to use the armor of God. And, uh, but oftentimes as Christians, uh, we, uh, you know, we really sometimes we don't think about the importance of uh, of what's going on in our spiritual lives. We need to understand today that uh, as Christians, we need to take all the precautions that we possibly can about our spiritual lives. Because yeah. we, we have a tendency, we have the tendency as, as people to uh, live in the moment. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we don't live as God-conscious people. And we need to understand the importance of being God conscious. And y'all understand what I'm talking about. Say amen. Uh, you're looking at me kind of funny today. Uh, but we need to understand that, that the importance of, of uh, what it means to be spiritual individuals. Because we are spiritual individuals. This is not everything. This is not the end of life as we know it. In fact, this is just a, a, a speck uh, in the sea of, of, of eternity uh, when it comes to life, and we need to understand that there's more here after this. Yep. 
And so in order to grasp that, we need to understand the importance of, of us as being spiritual individuals. And, and not only that, but we need to understand that we, we should not just live in the moment. We make decisions in our, in our lives uh, that, we, uh, that we just tend to make them so that we are good today and maybe tomorrow. And, and that's as far in the future as we uh, have a tendency to think. But we need to understand that, that every decision that we make will impact in some way or another our future and our eternity. Right. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Each decision we make, no matter how insignificant we may think that they are, they will impact our spiritual future. Amen. Uh, decisions make a big difference. And I was thinking about that. I'm talking about one decision. Now, we, we, tend, we think that, well, this decision is really not going to impact. Yes, let me tell you something. Every decision you make will impact you. I read a story about a guy named, I said if I can say his name, Stanislav Petrov. Uh, I've never heard of that name before, but when I looked up his name, I began to read and study that he was a lieutenant for the Soviet Union Air Defense Forces back in 1983. One night uh, during his overnight shift, he had gone to his computer, and when he sat down and got to looking at his computer, he noticed that uh, his computer showed that the U.S. had launched five nuclear missiles toward Russia, 1983. Now, that for some, that wasn't very long ago. Uh, 1983, you know, we can, some of us, we can think back to that. Uh, now, he could have immediately, when he saw that on his computer, he could have immediately reported the missiles, which would have likely resulted in an all-out nuclear war uh, between Russia and the U.S. But when he sat down, he, he stopped for just a moment, and he thought, you know, something wasn't right. Something was just off. He thought, well, why would the U.S. only send five missiles? Now, I didn't think of that. But he did. Now, we're talking about how one decision can impact your future. Well, he began to think about that, and so he, he got on his computer, and he checked, and, and, and he did confirm that it was a malfunction on his computer. And it says that the NPR reports that that incident and the Cuban Missile Crisis are considered the closest instances of nuclear exchange between the United States and the Soviets. Listen, and yet it, this one in 1983 was prevented by a single man making one single decision in his life. Listen, but it impacted all of us. You realize how that could, if, if you let your mind wander a little bit, you realize how that could have impacted you and I. Listen, I'm telling you, life as we know it today would not be like life as we know it today had he not went back and checked that. According to verses 10 through 13, I want you to see this. The saints of God are engaged in a great cosmic battle against a powerful, relentless enemy. And the Bible tells us who that is, and it is Satan. And if you will, he has launched a nuclear spiritual attack against the child of God. And we can all say amen. In verse 11 in, our, in chapter 6, you see that Satan attacks us by using his wiles, our how are his tricks, his schemes, methods in order to undermine our faith, 
and in order to attack the glory of Almighty God. You see, listen, he attacks God's glory through you and I. Amen. And, and, and God desires, though, that we be able to stand against Satan's attacks. And as we learned last week, those words to stand, they mean to hold a critical position during a time of enemy attack. And, and Bible standing here is the image of a soldier on the defensive protecting the ground that has already been taken from the enemy. Listen, we as Christians today must hold our critical position. The positions that we hold today on the truth of God, it's critical today. It's critical on the eternal souls of men, women, boys, and girls. And we can say amen. Listen, the, the position we hold today, we must hold against uh, those that are against the word of Almighty God. We must hold our position on His church, on His grace, on His salvation, on His blessings. And the list goes on and on. But we need to understand this morning that our enemy does not want us to have these things. He does not want us to have any of them uh, because they are given to us by God himself. Amen. But he'll do everything in his power to strip them away. He'll do everything in his power to take them from you. And what he can't take away from you, he'll try to make it null and void and useless. He wants to strip the power of God from our lives. God help us today. Listen, uh, I, I was thinking about this morning in our prayer time while those that were coming to pray, I, the internet was down, you know, and all this. And I said, Lord, you know, we have, uh, <clears throat> we have the internet, but the internet's not critical. We have, the, we have live stream, but the live stream is not critical for what we are going to do today. Uh, we have musicians, and they do a great job. We have the choir, and they do an excellent job, but they are not critical today uh, But what we are doing. But what is critical today uh, is the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in us. And listen, we have to hold to our position on what we are doing here in this place today. We must hold. Why? We can't give up any ground because if we take it, or if we, if we don't hold it, Satan will take it from us. And he's already taken a lot of our liberties today. And he would take away what we, and he tried it back in COVID, by the way, to take our, our liberty and our, our ability to assemble. Amen. And listen, you think that was, I, I, I believe that with all my heart that that was a strategic plan of Satan to try to strip away from us uh, the ability that we have to worship together Almighty God. So we must hold uh, that critical position during a time of enemy attack. Uh, and if he can't take it away again, he'll make it null and useless. Listen, our worship today, we, just, we can't just come just because it's something that we do and just check it off of our to-do list for the day. We need to understand its importance. Uh, he wants to strip, us from the, uh, strip from us the power of God. And if we're going to keep what God has given to us, then we're going to have to hold and we're going to have to contend for the faith. We're going to have to put on the whole armor of God. And we're going to have to put on the belt of truth. And I asked this morning, have you placed on you the belt of truth today? Or, or that life that's built upon faithfulness of the word of God and, and to the God of the word? Have you put on that breastplate of righteousness or that uh, a holy life or a life that's lived in conformity to the word of God and personal holiness? Have you put those on? Listen, this is part of the armor of God today. 
Listen, have you put on those boots of peace or that confidence and stability that comes uh, through the gospel of Almighty God? Listen, have you put these on? Because if you have not, then you cannot stand against the wiles of Satan. We must put them on. It's imperative that we put them on. But today we come to the next uh, uh, piece of that armor that, that these verses give us, and it's the, the buckler or the shield of faith. These uh, shields were important to the Roman soldier back in ancient days. In fact, there are several types of shields, but there's two that were most common. One shield was a small shield. It was held by the arm and a, a couple of straps and about two feet in diameter, and it was secured, again, uh, to the, for, for hand in close combat for that Roman soldier. Uh, but the second kind of the shield was called a thuros. Uh, this one was the one that's Paul talking about here in our text this morning. And that word thuros, it comes from a, a Hebrew word that means thorough, which means literally means a door. The thuros was a large door-shaped shield. It was about four and a half feet high, about two and a half feet wide. And uh, the, the shield was designed to protect the, the entire body of the soldier. And that shield was made out of a solid piece of wood and it was usually covered with metal. Uh, some were, or some was even covered with a heavily soaked uh, leather. And these soldiers who carried these swords were usually the soldiers that were on the front line of battle. And, and normally they, they stood side by side with their shields together. And, and, and when the arrows of the enemy would be shot, these fiery arrows, we're going to get to that in a moment, they would take those shields and they would butt the bottom of it to the ones against in front of them. And it would literally look like a, a turtle shell so that it was impenetrable uh, against uh, enemy arrows are swords and, and listen and so this was the kind of thoros or the shield of faith that we're talking about and folks believers today we need a shield of faith Amen. The shield of the believer is not one made of metal. It's not one made of wood or covered with leather. It is not man-made. Amen. But the shield that we're told to have is called the shield of faith. And that shield of faith that Paul is talking about here in our text this morning. Now listen, it is not the body of Christian beliefs. That's not what he's talking about. He's not referring to the cardinal truths or the doctrines of the Word of God. But Paul is referring to a simple faith in God. And this faith that Paul is talking about is a basic trust in God. Listen, God help us to trust God in everything, not just the big things that we think are big or the small things that we think are small, but we need to put our simple faith in God and trust Him in everything. Amen. Amen. The simple faith that saves us, uh, this simple faith grounds us, it strengthens us, it calms us, grows us, establishes us. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day. This, uh, a Christian, we need today just need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Amen. We let the world get us all worked up. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Amen. Well, uh, if you don't believe me, just get out on the freeway a little while. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Amen. I heard a guy say the other day, have you ever noticed that, that people drive... Uh, uh, slower than us are idiots. And then he said, people that drive faster than us are maniacs. And I thought, you know, that's basically true. But you know what? We as Christians, we fit right in there. 
Listen, God help us to just understand that we have the peace of Almighty God and He, listen, He will calm us and help us and bring us a peace that passes all understanding no matter what goes on in our life. Amen. Amen. Um, we see that this shield today will protect us. It's a, it's a simple faith in God. And, and folks, it's a faith that is necessary. It's a faith that ought to be non-negotiable. It's a faith that is a, should be a component of, the, of every born-again child of God. Hebrews eleven six. Turn there with me if you would, please. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. <clears throat> it says, but without faith. You know, when I, when I read that, and it says without faith, it didn't say without a little faith or without much faith. It just says without faith. Yep. It's impossible to please him. Amen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Right. Of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. Of those that diligently seek him. Diligently, every moment of every day. Listen, God rewards those who put a total trust in His Son, Jesus Christ, as, as the crucified, buried, risen, and ascended Savior. God is a rewarder of those who obey a Scripture as His infallible, inerrant, preserved, and authoritative Word. And our entire Christian life, think of this, is built upon and sustained by a consistent believing that God is. Listen, I wonder, I was watching something on, on a documentary and, and they were talking about the extinction of, of the planet and all these animals and how we should take care of things that, uh, that it took billions of years to get here. And I asked my wife, and they said, I said, why is it so hard to, to say that God made everything? Why is that so hard? Why is that so difficult to listen? Why? Because it would mean that they'll have to do away with all of their thinking today. Listen, but I am a believer and I have faith in God that He is. Period. Listen, and that's what that says, that we, that we believe that He is. And listen, God help us to put our faith in a God that is able. Listen, we live every day today with some form of faith. In everything that we are, I'll give you an example. We cross bridges and believe that they're going to hold us up. Right. I, I come over 121 and an overpass, that thing, I don't, I don't know how high it is, but it's high. But I don't think twice about go, driving my car around it. I mean, we have faith that they're going to support us. We trust electricity, automobiles, airplanes, ships, buses, waiters, waitresses, believing that everything is safe. But listen, but faith in Jesus Christ is far and above the, uh, of everything else that we, listen, that we have faith in. Our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that will help us and get us through anything that we may face. Amen. We put faith in all kinds of things. Listen, that bridge may give way. The tunnel you drive through may collapse. The waiter or the waitress could poison your food. Yeah, but I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ cannot fail. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ cannot fail. Praise the Lord. Listen, that ought to make every born again child of God just say something. Listen, Jesus cannot fail. 
that is not in his vocabulary. We may want it to be in ours, but I'm telling you, and I've experienced this of late, that listen, we fail. We miss the mark. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why? Because we're human, we're flesh, we fail. But I'm thankful today that Christ cannot fail. Amen. Yeah, the faith of the Christian. Listen, we, uh, it's in the Lord Jesus Christ and we need to understand that that power is in him because the object of our faith is in an all-powerful God. Listen, our faith today, what our faith is in, that's how much power we have. Uh, We need to be sure that our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel, think about this, will save the souls of all who trust its message. The, the Lord will be a father to all who reach out to him by faith. The word of God will never fail. And my faith, your faith in Christ, listen, is essential. It's imperative today if we want to succeed in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and with God the Father. Listen, our faith in him is a must. It is imperative. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Listen, so how's your faith today? You see, the shield of faith is necessary because it provides you and me with our connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we want to put our faith in in a lot of things today to protect us. We want to, you know, if somebody, you know, I'm going to say, oh, hey, oh, help me, Brother Shelton. Hey, I have faith in Brother Shelton. Now, wait a minute. He's made out of the same stuff I'm made out of. And now he's bigger than I am. And I can sure hide behind him. But what's he going to do? Now, I'm honest. I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to guide the next guy bigger than him, get behind him. Listen, understand today that our faith in in this flesh is not going to get us through. Our faith in this flesh will not, listen, our faith, thank you, Brother Shelton, our faith in the things of this world will not make the grade. The Bible tells us that the shield of faith will enable us to quench most of the fiery darts of Satan. Oh, wait a minute. We better, you better look back. Look in verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench. I like that word. Amen. You know, in ancient times, when you go back, you'll find, and if you've seen any of these old ancient shows about the soldiers, you know, and in Roman days fighting, they would dip those arrows in, in oil or, or pitch or something like that, and, you know, they'd, they'd shoot them up in the air. And, 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 I mean, and, and when they, of course, when they, they shot them off, you, you can watch these Roman soldiers, they would get behind their thuros. They would get behind their shield, and, and that shield would provide adequate protection against these darts. And if the shield was metal, the arrow and the tip would be deflected. If it was, uh, uh, if it was leather, watch, it, it would be soaked in water and, the, and you can see it would quench the, these fiery arrows and it would pre- protect the soldiers that were behind them. And listen, in every day, every day that you and I live today, we are assailed by the fiery darts of the wicked. Every single day. 
Listen, you're not going to get up one day. You can stay in bed all day, and some folks do, but I, and, and you can still be assailed by the darts of Satan. Amen. Amen. Uh, something will happen. Uh, something will go wrong. Somebody will knock on the door, or your phone will ring, and you'll make the mistake of picking it up. But I'm telling you, every day we are assailed by Satan and we don't know what this day may bring forth. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow for you know not what a day will bring forth. My sister called me the other day and I preached revival for uh, for my brother a few months ago and I met a a couple there, a young couple in the church and a big young man, he's probably 6'2", go about 325, you know, just a little guy. And he came up, and they were faithful every night of the revival. And, and the first time I saw them, I, I introduced myself, and he said, my name's Harley. And I mean, I like your name, you know, that's awesome. And I said, what's your wife's name? And she said, my name's Harley. And I, and I thought it was an echo or something, you know. And I said, your name's Harley? And she said, yes. And I told him, I said, well, one thing, you'll never forget your wife's name. And I mean, we laughed and had a good time and, and they had got their life together. He'd gotten him a new job so he could be at church on Sundays and, and he was all happy. And, and, and Wednesday night, uh, his wife had called him from church, said, I'm at church, I'll wait on you here. He rushed home from work. He, he uh, got to the house, got all cleaned up and he got in a hurry, I guess. And, he, and, and on his way, he pulled out from his house onto the highway and got T-boned by a truck and killed him. 27 years old, devastated, a wife, a family. Listen, boast not thyself of tomorrow. You know what's going to help get that young lady through? The shield of faith. Faith in a God that loves her. Faith in a God that makes no mistakes. Listen, Satan launches the arrows of of discouragement. He launches arrows of temptation to immorality, arrows of hatred, envy, anger, jealousy, covetousness, fear, despair, distrust, doubt, pride, and, and hundreds of other temptations that, that he uh, flings at us and shoots at us. Listen, these fiery darts of Satan have the potential to inflict great damage in our lives as born-again children of God. But watch, but the shield of faith that has been saturated in the water of the word of Almighty God, listen, will quench all the fiery darts that Satan will throw at you. And in the day that we live, listen, we need to make sure today that that when Satan starts shooting at us, and he'll, listen, he may be shooting at you right now this morning. Just because we're here in this place, listen, doesn't uh, absolve us of thinking about things that are happening in our lives, the burdens that we face, the trials that we we have faced this past week. But I'm here to let you know today uh, that if we will hide ourselves behind the shield of the Word of God, our shield of faith in a holy and a righteous God, He'll help you today. He'll strengthen you this morning to help you to get through the things that you're facing, but you must get behind the shield of faith. Listen, God says today that if we'll just put our trust in Him, then listen, the purpose 
of all of Satan's fiery arrows is to cause believers to forsake their trust in God. Amen. His first temptation, you remember, Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden, Satan's first temptation was to entice Adam and Eve to doubt God and instead put their trust in Satan lies. And that's exactly what they did. We read sometime and we'll, we give Adam and Eve a hard time. But listen, but we do the same things. We fall, we succumb to the fiery darts of Satan and we doubt God on a daily basis. God help us not to do that. When Satan comes to us, listen, we need to understand that God is able. And if we'll just simply put on our shield of faith, get behind that shield of faith and know that God is there to help us and he'll protect us. He is our buckler. He is our shield. He is our high tower. Listen, that when Satan comes after us, we will know that he, listen, he's coming. It's not if he comes, it is when he'll come. Then when something bad happens, listen, when just like this young lady, you can put your faith and trust in God that he loves you, that he cares about you. How can a God that gave us his only begotten son not care? How can a God, listen, how can we look at God who loves us and gave us the, the best that he could give? He could not give any more. How could we ever think that when something that we think is bad in our lives, we, that it comes because of God's judgment or because that he's, he's trying to teach us? No, absolutely not. Listen, God loves you today. And we've got to learn to trust him and hide behind our shield of faith. Listen, if you remember, Satan even tempted God's own son. He tempted the Lord Jesus Christ to distrust him, to distrust God the Father out in the wilderness. He tempted the Lord to distrust his Father's provision. He said, "Make these stone, turn these stones into bread. Doesn't he do that to you and I today? Listen, we have a tendency to not put our faith in God when we, there's a need. Listen, I, I serve a God who the song says, He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, a wealth in every mine. Listen, God owns everything. He, and if we have a need today, listen, He said, Cast your bread upon the water, not many days henceforth it shall return. Listen, we have a God today that will supply all your need according to His riches and glory. But we distrust Him. Yeah. Um, did God not take care of his own son? Absolutely. But Satan tried to get the Lord to distrust his father's provision. He tried to get him to distrust his father's protection. Cast yourself down. Listen, doesn't Satan try to get us to distrust God's protection? I'm telling you, if, if, if the old devil gets after you, just tell God on him. That's what I do. He's my father in heaven. He's my shield. He's my buckler. He's my high tower. Listen, the Bible says the, the battle is the Lord's. You know, I mean, that's why we're studying about David on Wednesday nights. Did not David say, listen, I, I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Listen, we still serve the same God today. But we get like Superman. We think we're, we get our chest all poked out there thinking, man, we're, and the bullets are bouncing off. Yeah, 
and then the first time Satan throws something at us, you remember if you've seen the old shows, they, the guy's shooting and Satan, or, or Superman, the bullets are bouncing off, and then the guy throws the gun at him and he dodges. Watch it. You know, we get out there and we, we think we're all tough and we're, do- we're the bullets of Satan are, are bouncing off of us and then the next thing you know, he throws something at us and we fall to pieces. Listen, the same God that protected you from the bullets of Satan will also protect you from the fiery darts of Satan, but we must put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, got to do it. Um, the only way to extinguish Satan's fiery arrows is to just trust God. Take up the shield of faith. Proverbs chapter 30. Write these down. You can read them again later. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and 6. It said, every good word of God is pure. And he is a shield. I I mean, it's, it's just Bible. Every good word of God is pure. And he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. What an awesome verse. The psalmist David reminds us in Psalm 1830, he says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler, a shield to all those that trust in him. 1 John 5, 4 says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So what is the shield of faith? Well, long, I mean, I've summed it all up to right here. The shield of faith, the simple trust in God. It's taking God at his word and believing him in all things. It's putting him, God, and his will ahead of everything else in life. And when we don't do that, we take off our shield of faith. You know, we put our faith and our trust in ourselves. Listen, your, your, your faith is only as strong as the object of your faith. Yeah. If your faith is in the things of this world, not going to make it. The old devil's going to discourage you. You been discouraged lately? Oh, yeah. Felt like the old devil got the upper hand? Oh, yeah. But I'm here to let you know that he does not. Amen. Yeah. Um, when Satan launches those fiery darts, as our text tells us, then we're able to hold up the shield of faith. Listen, this, this word of God is, it's, it's, it's larger than four feet by two feet. It'll encompass anything in our life. I mean, if we just get ourselves under the, uh, under the protection of the word of God, God will protect us. But we want to get out from under it. You know, it's like we want to go, you know, well, Lord, I'm, I'm, I, got, I'm, I got faith in you. You know, Lord, you, you're going to take care of No, wait a minute. You're either all in or you're not in. You know, the old devil's pretty sharp. He's a sharpshooter, even with arrows. You know, I mean, uh, he, you know, he, they, they used to, remember David, he could sling a stone at a hair's breadth with this slingshot. And if you can do that with the slingshot, those guys with the arrows, I'm telling you, they could shoot a kill shot if, if you're out behind that shield in any at all. And by the way, they dip the arrows in poison a lot of times. Yep. Yep. So even if it grazed them, they'd die as a result of the poison. Listen, you think devil is stupid? 
Oh, no. He's pretty sharp. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it a long time. And if he can get, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, if he can get Adam and Eve, who are in a perfect place, in a perfect body, that talk to an almighty God on a daily basis, if he can get them to think that there's something better, we're no match for him. Our only hope today is the whole armor of God. Listen, the Lord says in Romans 1.17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the shield of faith is just a simple childlike faith and a trust in God. So my question again is, do you trust him? Now, you either trust him or you don't. You can't trust him a little. You either trust him in all things or you trust him in no thing. Uh, God help us to trust him. Our first step of trust ought to be that trust of salvation. To know that the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. I am saved. I was telling my wife the other day, we were talking about something, and I said, I'm as good as in heaven right now. I'm saved, born again, child of God. You're not going to convince me otherwise. You're not going to convince me that the Lord not coming back after him. We're going to talk about that this afternoon a little bit. Listen, I'm, I'm ready to go. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, my ticket's been punched, you know. Uh, I'm, getting on, I'm getting on. I don't know how he's going to do it or when, but I know he's coming. And I know the trump of God's going to sound. The eastern side, the sky's going to part, and he's going to say, come up hither, and I'm not going to say, uh, just a minute, Lord, I need a, I need a, no, wait a minute, I'm ready to go right now. Right. So my question is, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? If the Lord were to come back right now today, uh, would you be ready? If, if not, listen, if you don't have on the shield of faith, if he doesn't come back today, have you put on your belt of, of truth? Have you put on your boots of the gospel of peace? Have you put on the armor of God? If you haven't, I would. Because you're no match for the devil when he comes. And he's coming. And he will come after you. Especially if you're a saved, born again child of God. So God, help us to lean on him today. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us. Lord, we've talked about the shield of faith this morning. God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. That our faith is just a simple trust in you. God, we, we've got to come to that place where we trust, a childlike trust. God, if you said jump, we ought to jump, knowing that, God, that you'll catch us when we do. God, I pray that you'd give us peace today that passes all understanding, that comes through the, the boots of the gospel of peace. I pray, God, that we'll put on that belt of truth today, Lord, in which our, the sword of Almighty God hangs. I pray, God, that we'll understand the importance of the truth of the word of God this morning. But God, I pray that if there's someone here that's not saved, I pray, God, most of all, that they'll come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Please help us, Lord, today. I pray that in these next few minutes, that, God, that we will just give way to you, dear Holy Spirit, and allow you to speak to our hearts. God, we give you praise for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, real quick, I just want to ask a simple question.